When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Season 3, episode 48, coming at you live. If you're on YouTube or Twitch, not live, but also awesome. If you're listening to us in podcast form, we appreciate you. No matter how you consume our show and get to engage with us and have a good time. Thank you for being here. I looked at this and said, episode 48. 48? There's only 52 weeks in a year. There's no way we're already on episode 48 this year. We are. It's the end of November. People, where's it going? I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jamie Girac. Good morning. Good morning. We got Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. We got Aaron Perrine. What's going on, y'all? Not much, not much, but a lot at the same time. There's always a lot. You know, sometimes I'm like, what are we going to talk about today? And then there's a lot to talk about in the Marvel world. Uh, Before we get started on the Marvel news, which is going to take the bulk of today's show, we also are going to do some WandaVision theory, theorizing. We're back. The more (laughs) things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, I want to thank everybody for the Spotify wrapped tags they're showing on social media. Somebody listened to Phase Zero for 3,555 minutes this year. First of all, I'm sorry. Th- second of <laughs> all, thank you. No, seriously, thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, it's really cool to see that. And I always bring this up, whether you know it's these moments where we see you guys watching our show on, on your television screens. And uh, it seems the more and more I say it, the more and more people are showing us that they do that, which is crazy to me. But also... Those are the moments that make me this feels even more surreal than it is that we get to sit here and talk about Marvel with you all, with people who actually care and listen. But also the messages we get, the comments we get. I want to say to everybody who listens, like, thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to bring some joy to your day. It means the world that whatever, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're going through, and no matter how much you love Marvel, you're frustrated with it. You show up here and you listen to us and we get to talk back with you in the ways that we can. Uh, And I I really appreciate every single one of you guys who share your appreciation and just the fact that you're here listening to us on phase zero and we get to kind of be that, that, that source of Marvel news and hopefully some fun for you. It means a lot. Uh, So thank you for that. And uh, maybe someday we'll all get to hang out and and have a beer together and talk about Marvel in person. That's my goal. I still want to do an infinity saga rankings episode in person someday. Wait, have I never said that on the show before? (laughs) I don't think uh, that was. Like, I feel like I've, I've heard, together. I've heard it so many times that I was like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, breaking news. I'm trying to put together a show in 2024 where the four of us get together with a live audience and do our Infinity Saga rankings because that seems like the episode people keep asking for. And it's one that I have resisted because I know people are going to talk so much trash about no matter what we say. Uh, oh, in person. Yeah, yeah. We're also going to arm everyone in the audience with tomatoes. So. <laughs> Uh, we could just go from there, but yeah, so th- long winded, we're coming towards the end of the year. You know, you start to feel it, feel it a bit. Oh my God, we're doing it again. Thank you so much. Uh, and also we're trying to do weekly bonus episodes now. So every Friday we're trying to get some bonus episodes out there. Most of these will also be on video. So on the YouTube channel, on Twitch this Friday, there's a bonus episode. I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm headed off to Brazil tonight, which is insane. I'm going to CCXP. So uh, I'll bring you any social content that you guys want to see there. Let me know. But on Friday, there's a really cool bonus episode that I'm going to be listening to. Jenna, can you tell everybody what you guys are doing? Yeah. So um, in January of this year, we all went around with Nicole Drum, who I'm going to invite on, and we did MCU predictions. We basically just talked about various like off the wall things that we thought might come true in the franchise. Um, so now we're going to go back. We're going to listen to those. We're going to see what ended up being true, what ended up not being true. I was kind of combing through the footage yesterday, and it's kind of hilarious how some things did become true. Um, and then we're going to try to make predictions for the new year so it should be just a nice little end of the year thing that's not i can't believe we're already at the point where we're looking back at the 2023 predictions so still to come this year that episode jenna just mentioned uh we're gonna do disney plus show rankings we're gonna do 2023 rankings and we're gonna compare those with our anticipation rankings like half of our anticipation rankings didn't (laughs) even release this year uh but i know mine ended up quantum mania was not as high as i thought it was gonna be. so all right that is that's our that's our little housekeeping to start the show you're not here for the housekeeping you're here for spider-man we all know 
Spider-Man 4 got a whole bunch of updates about when it's happening, what is happening in it, all kinds of stuff. And this is coming from places like Heavy Spoilers, Daniel RPK, My Time to Shine, uh, scoopers and people who are correct often enough that we refuse to not acknowledge the things they've said. Uh, and we love Heavy Spoilers, friend of the show, by the way. Uh, and if you're not watching Heavy Spoilers, you're lying. Yes, you do. Everybody does. But uh, so Spider-Man 4 has tons and tons of updates going around, floating around, lots of rumors, lots of reports. And we're going to run through some of these. Uh, first of all, Venom and the symbiote going to be saved for Secret Wars. Spider-Man 4 is not a story that's going to involve Venom or Eddie Brock is, what this, uh, is how the story goes right now. Now, all of this, of course, I say take it with a grain of salt because there was a version of Spider-Man 3 that had Craven the Hunter and filming in like Greenland and Iceland and all this stuff. And then a whole global panoramic happened and all of a sudden the stars aligned and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in the movie. That wasn't the original plan for Spider-Man 3. So this could all change. But Venom being saved for, Spider for Avengers Secret War with the black suit, I assume it's going to be something where, you know, Spider-Man's going to have to get a little stronger to beat some villains or something, debuting the black suit as it was in the Secret Wars comics from the 80s. I think I'm fine with that. I'm not in a hurry that with that. That seems like the sort of storytelling that Phase 1 and the Infinity Saga used to do. How do you guys feel about that? I, I, it, it feels inevitable in a way. I don't know. Everyone's shook. Um, like the, the black suit has to be in Secret Wars. It is one of the few things with that movie where like, if they don't adapt to this in some capacity, I'm genuinely going to be disappointed because that feels so intrinsic to what Secret Wars is. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also just happy at the prospect of more Venom because I'm the number one Venom defender on the show. And it seemed like Tom Hardy said on Instagram the other day that this Venom 3 might be the last Venom movie. So I've, I like the idea of possibly seeing him in Secret Wars, but I don't know. It feels obvious. I agree. Anybody else got anything on that? There's four I, pieces here. I will say that it's not a big part of Hickman's Secret Wars, though. But I, we we know they're going to adapt some of the original stuff. Like they're, the iconography of the original, they are going to like bend over backwards to try to put in live action. I, I can say that without a doubt. I, I, I see both your points. I, I have thought the same thing because when I think Secret Wars, I'm not going to lie. I originally think of the 80s comic. But I recognize they're certainly telling more of the story from Hickman's more recent Secret Wars. Can, can I blow your mind? I don't think about either of the two. I think about <laughs> Spider-Man animated series. Oh. Literally. That's what I think of. It's the best adaptation of it. Oh, well. <laughs> so we'll see what they do. Yeah. Well, I, I do believe this is what's going to happen. I don't think the symbiote is going to be a part of any MCU stories until that moment in Secret Wars, probably. And that brings out the fact that Venom was not immediately a story when the symbiote was introduced in comics. That it, like we've in movies, it's always Venom right away. You know that this could just be a longer story where it's hard to imagine it. Maybe it, because I don't think Tom Holland is sticking around forever. But the, the, the word on the streets is that it's they want another trilogy with Tom Holland. So if they are, in fact, going to get their way and that and we all get to the, the massive W that is another Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland. And if it doesn't have Miles Morales becoming a part of it, I will lose my mind. But if that's true, I do think we could see Venom in maybe Spider-Man five or six way further down the line uh, and not just immediately as soon as it becomes a factor. Spider-Man four. This is this is the reason why I'm choosing to believe all of this. Because I, I'm an optimist, and I hope this next piece of all this news and rumor and speculation is not just that. I hope it's fact. Spider-Man 4 will ignore the Morbius post credit scene. This is why we can have nice things. We can. <laughs> Get rid of it. Honestly, if Morbius ever ends up on Disney+, Plus, Disney, I ask you this. Just delete the scene. Take it <laughs> off the movie. Vulture and Scorpion are going to be the villains of, uh, among the villains in Spider-Man 4. The Morbius credits scene never happened. Michael Keaton will be there. There is no reason to have to wonder how he got Chitauri Tech in a different universe where the invasion of New York never actually happened. Please, please let this be true. <laughs> like, please, I'm begging. Michael Keaton yeah. is my man. I'm so excited for Michael Keaton. For the listener, just in audio form, Jamie just presented her Michael Keaton action figure. <laughs> Not Batman. No, Not it's Wilson. Michael Keaton. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, so, so I'm happy about this. This would be great news. The Morbius credit scene was just S-T-U-P-I-D stupid. 
I, 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 I felt like spelling it would emphasize my point enough that I still don't think my point was made. I hate that scene. I think it's stupid. I love you, Lydia. We love you, Layla. Yeah, Layla, just, she's just on an island defending Morbius in the chat right now. I So many stupid things in comics just happen and they never and then, get addressed ever again. And so this is one of those things that I could absolutely see happening. It was another universe. That was a variant of Michael Keaton's Adrian Tombs from a, diff, a completely, that wasn't the Earth 616 or 199. That wasn't the, the Tombs that we saw in Spider-Man Homecoming. That was Adrian Tombs of Earth 3496714 XY2 over there. It wasn't ours. It's stupid. Spider-Man 4 will release before the next Avengers movie. That's another part of these reports. It will not be a multiverse story. So I think that's great news. I don't need Spider-Man 4 to be a multiverse story. I just want Spider-Man in New York. Like that's all I want. I'm down for Tom Holland as Spider-Man, trying to figure his life out with having lost all his friends. I, a non-multiverse story, I think, is great news. And before the Avengers movie, I think, is so important. I think we need more uh, sequels and check-ins building up these characters before Secret Wars, not just more characters introduced and not followed up on. And I know I complain all the time. We're going to get it. But please, please give us – this is great news. This is great news. Can I just say something, though, before – is that this is why I get frustrated with people because it's all there needs to be more set up for the eventual conflict. But if we're just going to hang out with Peter and eat, eat cheese pizza on the side of the sky, skyscrapers, like when are we ever are, you can't really have too many of these things before Secret Wars not have anything to do with any of it. Like, I have no problem. Although I would like to point out there are five whole movies of Peter Parker swinging around New York doing stuff without any other stuff about? going on. You know, well, some of them feature Andrew Garfield. I know people miss him. I know people are wondering what happened to our boy. He's somewhere singing right now or <laughs> fighting off Ariana DeBose. <laughs> in Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm pretty sure he was swinging through like a rural neighborhood in New Jersey. In Spider-Man Far From Home, he was going on a European world tour. I defer to your expertise on New Jersey because you lived there longer than I did, <laughs> 100%. And I guess for uh, Homecoming, they do spend a little bit of time in uh, DC. But yeah, like I'm talking about the other movies before Tom. There's all that where he's well, just on sure. the ground doing stuff. He's been to space. How are we going? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the, the one thing that I will say is like, and I've, I, this is why I've wanted Spider-Man 4 before Secret Wars, like for a while now, is because nobody knows who Peter Parker is. Like people, we still haven't really explored the idea that like Spider-Man exists in this universe and like none of the other Avengers have any idea who he is. And so if we get that at all in, in Spider-Man 4 leading up to Secret Wars, I'm totally fine with it. I, I hope I was smart enough to say that this was coming before Secret Wars on that darn prediction show. I pray. It's been something I have beat the drum on. And if I did not say it and I don't get to say it on Friday, I'm going to be real. You'll mad. find out on Friday. I need well, to see on Friday. I definitely <laughs> think Spider-Man 4 will come before Secret Wars. I just hope it comes before Kang Dynasty as well. If if Spider-Man's a part of that. Yeah. Anyway. I'd like to see a little meet and greet of Spider-Man with all the, with all like, <laughs> give, give me that cameo. Just like, hello, nice to meet you. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, they remember Spider-Man, right? Well, they do, yeah, but they don't. Was, yeah. they, but how much of, like, but that's the thing, like, how much they remember, like, just fighting him uh, in Germany. Like, just, like when else, did, like, he was just around. But, like, it, all the times they've spoken to him, hasn't he been Peter Parker? So, like, how much memory do they really have? They haven't really chatted with the man. How dare they, you bring logic into this? <laughs> how dare you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, we think, since so Spider-Man 4 obviously is going to come out, a good distance behind Craven, Madam Web, and Venom 3. And the kind of biggest rumor surrounding all of this is that Spider-Man 4 is going to merge the Sony Spider-Man universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff with Tom Holland. I have trouble accepting this one with any actual shred of truth. I know Sony still owes Marvel a Spider-Man appearance in a non-Spider-Man movie, and it sounds like they're working on a deal where Spider-Man... We'll get another solo film, which will then in turn, if the deal stays the same, result in more Spider-Man appearances in other Marvel Studios projects that aren't called Spider-Man. So it's hard to imagine which project they're saving the Spider-Man appearance they already have for. But 
yeah, I, I don't think I just have trouble thinking thinking that Kevin Feige is going to take Venom, take Craven, take Madam Web, and put them as a part of the MCU in any way. But also, if Sony goes and pulls Spider-Man out of the MCU, a I have trouble imagining Tom Holland wanting to do that after all the effort he made to get the to fix the divorce and get them married again, and then just going from that. So I don't really see those movies being a factor in, in Spider-Man four. I agree. I think if anything, it'll be some like very weird cameo akin to Venom being in no way home of like, Oh yeah, you're here. Like I, I think if anything, all of that's going to tie into secret wars, but we just don't know what capacity beyond the Venom of it all. Yeah. Yeah. The only way to work these things together that makes sense is just oblique references to the web of life and destiny or Miguel O'Hara's cursed tree. That's it. Those are the only ways for, I don't, we don't need them to even physically show up. Don't even do it. We got enough stuff to cover without their shenanigans. Jenna, are you familiar with the Chosen One stuff that goes so, on? So I was researching it a little bit because I saw this was in the rundown because Spider-Verse comic stuff is kind of a blind spot for me, but um, it's kind of a more recent revelation in the comics. And it's exactly what it sounds like of like Madam Web and all of these other clairvoyant spider people basically elect peter parker 616 peter parker comic 616 peter parker to be the chosen one and it's like we need to protect him and take care of him because otherwise the entire spider-verse crumbles hmm. interesting well i'd be i'd be kind of surprised if marvel studios bet a chosen one type story like the comics on a character they don't own but it is interesting how the pendulum has swung because seven years ago you would have said sony you need marvel studios to get spider-man back booming but now after the Marvels, after Quantumania, it is definitely a, a bit more of a challenge for Marvel Studios to guarantee a hit, whereas Spider-Man still, I feel, is one of those characters like Batman. Pretty guaranteed hit no matter what happened, no matter as long as you know you have the actor, you have the, the character. Um, but we'll see. So, so lots, of, lots of talk about Spider-Man 4 right now. Nothing absolutely official, nothing confirmed, no word from Marvel Studios or Sony just yet, but there's a lot going on. But there is more word about Avengers movies and it looks like Kang Dynasty, you know, still on the docket. I have a, I have a like gripe about that in particular, but first I'll get to the news of it all. So Michael Waldron, who wrote Multiverse of Madness, wrote Loki season one, um, is apparently writing Avengers five. Um, he already was on the dock to write Secret Wars. Um, be, before we get into kind of how everybody feels about this, I the reporting of this has said, oh, it's Kang Dynasty. I'm not necessarily still confident that that is going to be what the movie is actually titled. I think the writing on the wall of Loveness leaving and Destin leaving kind of I would not be surprised if this movie pivots and it's not ultimately called Dick Kang Dynasty. But I feel like it's way too early for us to really know. But mm. um, how do you guys feel about this? I hope you're right because I, once once they announced the, those outs, I was like, okay, great. I'm I'm because it's we talk about Secret Wars so much and how like it's all leading to Secret Wars that I feel like we often just forget that King Dynasty is even happening. Like the nothing that we've seen so far has set it up in a way that has I don't think any of us excited. That I was like when they announced the series, I was like, oh, so it's still happening. But I like your theory that maybe it's gonna get a title change. But in terms of him writing it, I mean. I'm I'm a big multiverse of madness fan and I love Loki so I'm like I'm I'm into it I have nothing negative to say about that decision I think scrap it and just give us Avengers versus X-Men at this point <laughs> before Secret Wars that's I mean, a lot to get into before Secret Wars I mean I think maybe just make Secret Wars a two-part movie because that saga would have to be such so large and ambitious or maybe even just do a more simple Avengers movie, like yeah. a, a more contained Avengers movie, Avengers Age of Ultron, the new edition, you know, bring together a team that shows oh, a villain that has been created or exists. Give us a good villain because the Amon Villani says the only way to get people to care about the MCU the way they did before Endgame was to care about characters. Well, I, we care a lot about these characters already. We need to care about villains, too. We need a good villain. Stop I'm, giving away what we can sell, BD. Stop <laughs> giving away what we can sell. That was in the rundown for the Please stop the giving away what we Wait, can is sell. That, is that part? Yeah, it is I in the rundown. Stop <laughs> giving away what we can sell, boy. <laughs> but I do agree, BD. Like I, I've seen people a lot of say, like a lot of people say time runs out could be a good like Avengers five. I I'm yeah. on my mindset of if you just did Avengers versus Squadron Supreme, that could really like seed the multiverse stuff and still be a very small movie at the end of the day. I think there are a lot of ways that you could still do an Avengers five and not have it be King dynasty and i think like like jamie said all of these new switcheroos make me kind of hope that that's the direction that they go in 
Young Avengers. That's what I want. I mean, that'd be good. The Young Avengers would be cool. Also, I saw a study, and I I don't remember the numbers specifically, but young people are not really interested in Marvel movies right now. Like, I think it was the Marvel specifically that the smallest percentage of people were people aged like 8 to 15, and then a really smaller, uh, not smaller than that, but a very small percentage of the audience for the Marvels was aged like 15 to 24 or something. And then 24 and up was like hands down the biggest audience. So I think that those are inevitably going to be factors. And if I somehow got, remembered that wrong and I'm way off the mark, I apologize. You're not. But it was like young people don't care for the stuff that they're making for young people. There are, I'm not saying cancel the lighthearted, kid-friendly stuff. I know we got people on this show specifically who love that stuff. I'm not saying make everything R-rated. But if you're going to make a Young Avengers movie, at least make it instead of acting like the 10-year-olds are the ones who are filling the seats for Marvel. They're not. They're just not right now, at least in terms of the most recent film. You can remember the fact that, like, yeah, adults who grew up on Marvel are adults now. And they want to take their kids to the movies. So you got to remember to make it for everybody in that regard, in some regard. I do want to see Young Avengers. I just hope, I don't know, I'm a little nervous for Young Avengers, given given the reception of some like the Marvels and uh, some of the other stuff that they've made that has been clearly go- geared towards a younger audience. I will bang the drum until the cows come home of just like the marketing is what failed that, like yep. getting that younger audience. But mm-hmm. we won't we won't get into that whole debate again. Mm-hmm. But those first trailers for the Marvels were 100% geared toward a younger audience. It looked they like could have, they could have skewed even more like family oriented than those trailers even did. I that last trailer people. was for for you, B. Yeah, like for real. Yeah, because like, <laughs> they went for the young people, didn't get them, and then they were like, "Well, crap, maybe we should yeah, actually gotta, go for the adults who consume this stuff." Yeah, like, I mean, John, you also have money, John yeah. Blaney style. John Brown is in the comments and saying, "Wait until the Marvels hits Disney Plus, and I think that'll be a better indication because I I'm think telling you, if like once right. it hits Disney Plus, there's a very good chance that younger audiences will actually care i do think about that pretty often of like i will just see like i'll be out on a walk and i'll see like a kid with a like hulk backpack and i'll be like they were not even born until like phase two of the mcu and i'm like trying to compartmentalize and rationalize like how this franchise works for them is really wild and i do think that is a larger problem of like they need to appeal to the younger generation even further but i think there are ways to do it it's just they're not marketing them yeah that's a bigger conversation i suppose I'd like to throw out that I just saw it for the third time and it and it brought me so much joy a third time. Okay. Just want to put that out into the universe. <laughs> we love to see it. Um, and then also on the Secret Wars front, uh, Daniel RPK is saying that Sam Raimi might be one of the names that's in consideration either for Secret Wars or for Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about this? I know how Jamie feels because she and I are the two who like Multiverse of Madness the most. Uh, I just I love was- Sam Raimi. Like yeah. I, he's so amazing. I love his stuff. And if Waldron's back, it makes sense. So I'll be straight up. I don't want it. <laughs> um, and I could be, I could be proven wrong. Sam Raimi could direct secret wars and whatever. And Avengers five. And I could come in here and be like, wow, banger job. But after multiverse madness, uh, y'all know I'm a big Russo brothers fan, not just because of Anthony and Joe as human beings. Like I think they're cool. They're fine. Whatever. They make funny jokes about Martin Scorsese, but, uh, it, it I think that, uh, they did such a good job. And also the unsung heroes for the Russo brothers were Marcus and McFeely. But so Michael Waldron is also part of that in the multiverse of madness kind of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling from here for this point. They made, there's just no denying that they made every character matter from civil war to Endgame When they had massive, massive ensembles, you had the levels to it in civil war where every single character had a meaningful arc and they had a meaningful story and they had meaningful moments, some more than others. Obviously Cap and Iron Man were at the top of that. Scarlet or Wanda before she was Scarlet Witch and Vision had a kind of a, a paired arc. You had Black Panther and Spider-Man kind of had the smallest arcs, but still they had their big moments. You had Natasha and Hawkeye. You had different levels to every character mattering and it got bigger and bigger as it expanded into Infinity War and Endgame. And I didn't feel like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness gave us really all that much to really get invested in in terms of different characters and levels to them. Sam Raimi is incredibly stylish, undeniably stylish. I don't agree with that, what you said at all, but I also want to, <laughs> nope. Um, but I also do want to say, like, as I agree of what you said about the Rooster Brothers and, and, and what they've brought, but I don't want them back for Secret Wars because I oh. want something different. Yeah. I'm not um, saying I need the Rooster oh, Brothers. That's what no. I thought you were yeah. pitching them. It sounded like you were yeah, pitching no, no, them no. to come back. No, no, I will. No, no. 
I, I will also make the devil's advocate argument that because I know it was like Zochi Gomez said on Instagram at one point of like Multiverse of Madness went through a lot of rewrites, like from from what we have heard and what we understand. We know about the Balder, the Brave of it all. We know about the cameos that were added at the very last minute. So I, I will argue it's probably somewhere in the middle, but I think that probably Sam Raimi still like did what he could in the context of what that movie needed to be for Marvel Studios as a whole. Yeah, I'm, I don't think we need the Russo Brothers. I'd rather have Morehead and Benson than Sam Raimi after Loki. Incredible. I I do have questions, though. Part of what made MCU in the first three phases so interesting is that it's all these different perspectives. What do you lose by one guy and one set of writers doing everything? What do you Wait, what? Like, if you have... Air, that would be Aaron Moorhead and them doing what? What? Like, they're doing Loki. They did Loki, right? Mm-hmm. Are they doing Daredevil yeah. again as well? They sure. did They'd Moon doing, Knight. They did Moon Knight. They would be doing Avengers. Yeah. You're losing a lot of stylistic diversity along the way here. Did Just, you feel that we lost stylistic diversity in the Infinity Saga? Well... The Russo's only did Civil War, Infinity, Infinity War, and Endgame, right? Winter Soldier. And Winter Soldier. Right, yeah. okay. Well, C- Civil War and Winter Soldier are Captain America 2 and 3, so that makes sense. But the Avengers movies, they, to their credit, it did feel like Endgame feels like a slightly different movie than Infinity War. Probably because Thanos is the freaking protagonist and then the antagonist for the other side. But yeah, I don't know. I'll even argue that Loki Season 2 feels dramatically different from Moon Knight. And we'll see what they do with Daredevil. But I mean, listen, we have we don't know who's going to direct this thing. I, I see everybody's point. Sam Raimi, I think Sam Raimi's a great director. I just wasn't a huge Multiverse of Madness fan, and I I'm not I'm not a big camp person in general. And Sam Raimi is exceptionally good at style and like camp in those ways, and that's not my thing personally. I'd I'd like to say whatever this first maybe Kang whatever Avengers is for him great I'm not saying he should get Secret Wars because I I do think that that's uh would be a lot with his mm-hmm. style but I but I hope he comes back because I, I mean I love the Evil Dead movies like you see you don't like camp that's my my bread and butter right there <laughs> I said I love Spider-Man 1 and 2 so and I, I think Spider-Man 3 has its highlights and with that we're gonna take a quick one minute break uh and when we come back there there is there is quite a bit of news to talk through so we're gonna these we got through the I didn't expect these to be such debated topics here but we need to take a break <laughs> We got to take a quick break. When we come back, we got more MC news to talk about from Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool 3 to Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Electra. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about Electra. We'll see you in a moment. Welcome back to Phase Zero Season 3, Episode 48, where we're about to talk to, about... Talk to Chris Evans. Oh, man, imagine if we were like, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> He's been sitting backstage for this whole debate for half an hour. Listening. Chris, what do you think about Avengers 5 being directed by Sam Raimi? Uh, no, Chris Evans addressed <laughs> the reports that the original six Avengers are being considered for a return to the MCU. Uh, he was, where did he say this? On The View. I didn't watch it, but I read the quote. Uh, quote, I'm not going to try Chris Evans' uh, <laughs> impression here. He just is too handsome of a voice, even though he's from Boston. Go Yankees, though. Uh, you know, I always see those reports, too, and it's news to me. I think every couple months someone says that they're getting Downey and Hemsworth and Scarlet, and everyone's coming back. No one's spoken to me about it, end quote. Lies. Well, no, I believe him. I believe nobody has really come to him and said, hey, here's like a hard, concrete offer. Here's what we want to do. But, I mean... They're co- like, they're coming back. Can we all stop? <laughs> it, right? it, it feels inevitable. It's also funny because I remember like a couple summers ago, there was like a rumor that had some tangible credibility to it. That was like, oh, Chris Evans is going to come back and he's going to be in multiple projects and maybe a Cap Wolverine movie and whatever. And it's like, no, nobody has spoken to him, apparently, according to what he's saying. But I absolutely believe they're going to come back in Secret Wars in some capacity. Yeah, I remember that Deadline article, though, from like 2020 or 2021. It must have been 2021 because we were doing this show, I think, at that point where Deadline said he's coming back as Captain America, and it was unclear what project, and he tweeted news to me. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, real, I'm real curious about what's going on with, with Chris Evans and the, and the Avengers returning. But at this point, it seems 
so widely expected that they are going to play their roles in some form in Secret Wars that it's just accepted that it's true. And it's not yet, which maybe we're setting ourselves up. You know, we talk about temper expectations. Aaron's always the one to go, whoa, 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 BD, slow it down for your own good, buddy. I hear you. I hear your voices. I hear voices in my head. <laughs> the greatest wrestling return of the week. Nobody wants to acknowledge it, but that's true. But I think they're coming back, and I think it's just a matter of time, but maybe they're just not assigned on the dotted line yet. Right. They they're all liars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. Jesus. I need someone to clip that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they'll be back. That's that's really all there is to it. That's really all there is to it. They'll be back. And real quick, I'm just going to throw this in here. It's it's because on the on, on the fact we're talking about liars, I still love her. Jennifer Garner was asked hypothetically about whether or not she's returning as Electra in Deadpool three, uh, and what was the quote? She said, "Not that I'm aware of." Jennifer, Jennifer, I love you. You're lying. apparently she was smiling the whole time yeah. that she was saying that. So like that is all she needed to do was wink practically and it would yeah. seal the deal she's Jennifer Garner's like to you like we know she's just the sweetie like I'm sure like it kills her to lie at all like mm -hmm. it's all, to do it with a big smile on her face I think is as secretive as she's gonna get yeah yeah so Electra's coming back Woo! uh but Jennifer Garner is is playing the I don't know card so everybody's lying literally everyone's in the MCU no one is not and if they say they're not they they are we're moving on Wesley Snipes, let's go. <laughs> he, he needs to be in Deadpool 3, I thought, over the weekend. Um, so we got whispers of season two for a bunch of the Disney Plus shows from DARPK, who's featured heavily in, earlier in this show. Uh, we got rumored season twos for Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel. No word on Hawkeye. No word on some of the other mainstays. I know there's Hawkeye Nation in the comments. is probably like, what the heck? <laughs> but hopefully we get to see them in Young Avengers. Um, and with this sort of refocusing towards having other elements in longer seasons, what is everybody excited about the prospect of season twos for all three of these? Yes. Stop introducing so many new characters every year. I I'm with Jenna in that I'm really hyped for more She-Hulk because that is TV. <laughs> That's the, that's what I was going to say is that like we we talked about all of the hullabaloo with like the way that they're changing their TV strategy a couple months ago. And I think under that new strategy, letting these characters shine in second seasons is a great idea. Like I like Jamie said, She-Hulk was the most like a TV show outside of WandaVision. And I think Moon Knight and Miss Marvel have the capacity to run for multiple seasons if they really want to just cover as many stories as humanly possible. So I am very hyped for this. Uh, yeah. I, go ahead. I mean, I just I, I agree. I think that all of the Disney Plus shows, save for maybe like Secret Invasion, are things that I am down for more of, if not very excited for more of in some regards. Uh, and I think it's just going to be it's, it's 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 necessary to spend more time with these characters than introduce five more in the next 16 months. We, that That's how you get people that the, the, with the Yvonne Vellani quote we're about to bring up later in the show. The, I wanted to ask a question to the panel, too. Some of our fans brought it up on Twitter. Would you like to see Moon Knight be a spotlight thing so it can be MA? Oh. Does that, what it has to be to spotlight equal MA? Can it not be? I don't think so. It's though, so undefined. I don't Wonder know. Man, we don't know if Wonder Man's going to be MA or not. Like, we just know. I, I think, if anything, spotlight is going to be more new characters, more accessible things that aren't connected to the larger canon, and they might be, like, shorter episode orders. But I, I, I don't know. I think, I, yeah, I don't think Spotlight means MA and MA means Spotlight. I don't think they're mutually exclusive, but uh, I think Daredevil's not going to be Spotlight, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be MA. Okay. I'm down for, honestly, I'm down for more special presentations and less shows. Yeah. To be honest, less spotlights, more special presentations. But listen, six hours of Echo, cool if it's good. You know, that trailer was great, but if it was a special presentation after they went two for two, I might even be a little bit more excited than I already am after that trailer. Uh, make it easier for us to cover it. Yeah. Jeez, uh, you're not kidding. <laughs> also, some of us do want Wonder Man to be a TVMA, Jamie. Mm. <laughs> you got your number. <laughs> oh, Aaron has my number. Poor <laughs> <laughs> BD. He's just sitting here. I don't know what's going on. I'm with you on there. I'm with you on that. I just need to say that for the record. Yes. I have no idea what happened. We're talking about steam, baby. We're talking about Wonder Man having a romance with a certain character who has been talked about a lot on this show. 
um, who he canonically has a relationship with. Who are y'all trying to see Yaya kissing? <laughs> I'll let Jamie say it. Jamie. Um, Scarlet Witch. Oh. There's Moochin. Yeah. And if it's TBMA, there's Moochin. <laughs> what Man, sex went so well in the kernel. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> the show's not TV. Our show isn't TVMA. I guess it's not. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Is that a good segue into our yes. next? It is. A thousand percent, <laughs> it yes. It sure is. Amazing. Because uh, the moment I've been waiting years for finally happened, and the WandaVision Steelbook is out. I've left it in the living room. I wish I had it to show you and display because it's beautiful. And uh, But one of the cool things that was on there was a little special feature, like a making of kind of thing, that ended with some Agatha footage, and I think we've got it to play. I, uh... I, I, I love the fact that steelbooks are coming with special features now. Mm-hmm. What were yeah. the takeaways from this, from this footage? Pag Lapone looks awesome was my <laughs> biggest takeaway. Um, I, I, I wish we got some plaza in there, but uh, I'm so hyped for Pag Lapone. And you know, it's funny because it still says Coven of Chaos. And I, mm. and I think some people were like, it's back to that title. But I think that this was just made before but also aaron and i and i think others really are believe that these title changes are a bit and it has to do with her living in this sitcom world still because one of the deleted scenes on here was a really quick one of like the um the police whatever at the end of wandavision checking up on her as agnes now and it has some laugh track in the background so i think we are meeting agatha still in a sitcom world because she is still under the spell but i think it's gonna break as soon as that mountain fell down i think that's how it's gonna that's i think that's what's gonna happen that's my theory oh i like that theory i yeah. like that theory hmm. Hmm. so <laughs> is uh is free out here possibly wreaking havoc in the world and these costumes oh can i just say the absolute confusion that i had because I, I was off last week i was off when these images started coming around online and i was like where are these from and is this even legal and then like finding out through a lot of twitter searching that like oh this was a deleted like bonus feature on the steelbook this is legal this is approved i was like oh thank god okay <laughs> like yeah. i can be excited now this yeah, I had the same thing. yeah this does feel like one of the last shows or titles that's going to be from the everyone gets a show era Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like if if you yeah. go back earlier, Agatha, I mean, if you go to the Infinity Saga, there wasn't going to be an Agatha movie. And now that they're slowing things down, this does feel like one of those projects that they would have not made an entire series of now. Because in 2021, everybody was watching everything Marvel did. So this one feels like we're lucky to be getting it because they wouldn't have done it in today in the in the current Marvel climate. I think you're right. And Jamie Jirak keeps on winning. (laughs) (laughs) I will also make the devil's advocate argument of like, this is the closest we're getting to WandaVision season two. And like WandaVision in and of itself was successful enough to get Emmy nominations and a lot of attention. And so I I totally get why they struck while the iron was hot. I I don't necessarily think that we'll be doing that in this sort of lateral spinoff sort of way ever again. But I think there is more to the show existing than just like, oh, we're giving everyone a show. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, I feel like if Loki season two happened two years ago, they might have been like, we're doing an Ouroboros show. Mm-hmm. I know, it's an exaggeration, but I do think in the current climate, they're scaling back and they were scaling up when WandaVision came out and Agatha was such a successful character there. They were like, let's just keep doing more of what works. Whatever, if everything that works really well, let's do it. And now it's like, wow, that might be working, but let's pump the brakes. Shout out to Joe Locke being in here too. I wonder who he's playing. Um, also, <laughs> um, as well, I would say in the featurette, they talk about it. And I guess Feige pointed out immediately, like, you guys thinking about doing anything with Agatha? Like, while before any of us saw, before anybody knew, he knew something special was going on here. And I, I think it will be an interesting test of people on the internet who love to say that no one cares about WandaVision. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to see. Gets it. Kevin Feige knows. 
All right, y'all, we're going to take one, one more quick break. Great opportunity to subscribe to the Phase Zero channel. We got 15 minutes left, and they might be the best 15 minutes. Who knows? Because we're talking about Ryan Reynolds and Taylor Swift, Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox, Amon Villani, and Beast. See you in a moment. back to zero i want to shout out joe watching it work joe we appreciate you i saw the uh the tweet average joe is uh blocking out people with our show we love you for it thank you we hope you're having a good time all right we got a few more pieces of news here ryan reynolds talked about taylor swift cameo in deadpool 3 pretty much all he said was he loves that theory I mean, she's in the movie. Let's be honest. She's in the damn movie. Like, nothing more to say, is there? Anything else? I will I will bang this drum over and over again. Like, he, she is extremely close to Ryan and Blake. She is basically an aunt to all of their children. Her Like, their children are characters in some of her songs. Like, if there was ever an instance for her to be in a superhero thing, it was going to be this. So Straight up. This is the guy who got the Captain America shield and a lightsaber and a Hulk hand into Free Guy. He got Hugh Jackman to do a voice cameo. Him and Sean Levy, like people like working with Ryan Reynolds. Taylor Swift is awesome. She could she could sell outsell Spider-Man No Way Home herself in a weekend. So why not throw her in the movie? And I believe she would do it probably not for like a zillion dollars, probably because it would be a fun thing. And I think it happened. And Deadpool 3 is currently filming again. It has officially started filming again. And Layla is going to fall over. She's going to bring her, her dog, Pedro, to the theater. They're both going to be sleeping because we know Pedro is sleeping during the show today. Well, I said, play our show for your dog at the end of every show. And Layla said, bet. Uh, so Taylor Swift, all but confirmed in Deadpool 3, in my opinion. I'm just happy it's starting to film again because after Sean Levy talked about how they only filmed half the movie, like, again, I, I've always said that, you know, when people are speculating about what may or may not be in this movie, we only had half a movie up until this week. So I'm glad that they're getting the ball rolling again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving. because We're running out of time here. OK. Uh, Charlie Cox thought that Vincent D'Onofrio was delusional about uh, Daredevil <laughs> Return, which is interesting. Delulu talk on phase zero. Um, <laughs> I really thought that ship had sailed, you know. I thought it was over. It had been a couple of years since Daredevil was canceled. What I didn't know was there was an embargo on that. So there was an amount of time, I think it was probably two years after the show was canceled before Disney and Marvel could approach us. So he he's like laughing with his friend for being a true believer while he thought it was all over. But we're, we're so back. We're, we're so, so very back. Everybody happy that you get to see Daredevil and Kingpin, maybe sooner than we all think, uh, in the MCU again. I, I I think this is hilarious. I think Charlie Cox loves this world and this job and the people in it so much. He told us a hilarious story about him and Andrew Garfield, both being in Spider-Man. Uh, but I'm going to leave that because it wasn't in an interview. But man, he they, the, the lengths these people go to to keep it a secret, but to also have fun together. And I think Charlie genuinely loves working with these people. And I think he believed it was over until it wasn't. And that's, I'm, I'm happy they're back. Everybody's just content. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else to say. We're just happy about it. We're not here to argue about Charlie Cox's happiness. <laughs> <laughs> we have already debated if, so much. If Jim was here, somehow that would happen. Yes. But he's yes. not. <laughs> 10 seconds with Gardy. There it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so Oman Villani, friend of the show, uh, has some good points about how to kind of build the MCU back up. She she did an interview with the direct and she said, um, I don't know if it's about just getting bigger and bigger and bigger because then like what's left? You know, I think it's just about making the audience care about their characters. And I think they've established so many wonderful characters in the last phase of the MCU that it would be nice to see them all again and see them team up. BD already spoiled this earlier on in the show, but we can talk about it now here i completely agree with her and i i think that the way that she worded this is completely accurate i agree i think we need to care about the characters and this the season twos that we just talked about uh are going to go a long way in doing that but i also think villains the marvels would have been a better movie if it had a better villain so i think like iron man 2 i love tony stark already i love the character of iron man the movie's not great because the villain of it wow i won't i won't take a i won't i won't insult your boy i know but Iron Man 2 could have been a better movie for a number of reasons. But a, a, a fantastically performed villain was great, but it needed a bit more than the substance to the story. <laughs> you know, Jamie, me. you're just beefing every week. Oh, I my see. God. Is he trying to, to rag no, on? Absolutely not. Justin Hammer is a tremendously acted 
control. Say Dar Darben's performance was not the problem. Sure, but I wouldn't compare those two. <laughs> BD is just preparing for tomatoes. Yeah, to be um, <laughs> moving on. So Iman also teased Marvel Zombies, which um, I keep forgetting this project exists. Honestly, like I had a moment a couple weeks ago of like, oh yeah, Marvel Zombies is supposed to be a thing. Um, so while also speaking to the direct, she said, we've done the whole thing. It was amazing. I It was so much fun. And I love, there's a lot of cool characters in the Marvel Zombies show. And Kamala is kind of the center of the show. They described it to me. It's like, she's basically the Frodo of the story. And I was like, that's amazing. I, I love that. I love her being the kind of audience proxy for what is going to be a very violent, very gruesome zombies thing. How do we feel about this? Into it. I'm not really a big zombie person, but I mean, I'm, it sounds cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. I think Amon Vellani should be a freaking writer and producer in the MCU at this point. She's got great takes. Let her write. Let her help the ship get even more, even more righted. I think I think she's in touch with the audience. I think she loves the characters. I wish all of the actors loved the, the characters they play as much as Amon Vellani and Tom Hiddleston love their characters and the work they get to do with them. And I'm not saying they hate or don't care, but every once in a while you hear a quote like, well, I was poor. I didn't want to do one of those movies, but I just did it to make a few bucks. And it's like, well, damn, that makes me kind of appreciate your work a little bit less. But honestly, that's, that's honesty. I'm not – it is what it is. It's the tone. It's context. But uh, if you love the character and you love the work you're doing, I think it comes through more than if you don't care and, and kind of admit that as well. But uh, I, I just want to say she's far too young to be thinking back on 2019 wistfully. Girl, there are man-made horrors beyond your comprehension <laughs> coming at some point. At some point, we're going to be looking at 2021 to 2023 like, oh, yeah, that was great. I remember I just sat inside with my friends and ate popcorn at midnight watching Falcon Winter Soldier. It was great. Um, I, I just... I don't know. There's so much of the fan base that just wants it to be the past. And I mean, I hope, I hope for you, it works. Marvel Zombies sounds like fun because, you know, 18 year old Aaron Perrine was reading them in Barnes and Noble and getting chased out because I wouldn't buy anything. <laughs> like, uh, so that sounds like dope times. Also, anything from Marvel Animation where they still get to make stuff and we don't just go, oh, yes, we announced this. Where, where's, is, is Amon and, could you tell me something about Spider-Man freshman year? Like, could you do that? Um, that doesn't exist. It's a Schrodinger's box. Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's Spider-Man. Yeah. Miguel's going to kill him too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully it all works out. Hopefully. Do we have any idea when Marvel Zombies is coming? Nope. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> all right. Spoilers for the Marvels. Spoilers for the Marvels. Oh, goodness. Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. He's confident that a beast return is happening again. He told the rap, it's my hope that you will. I can say with a certain amount of confidence that you will. I would love to. Uh, I love <laughs> this. I, I, you guys know how I feel about about you know Fra new fraser uh reaction just dropped on tiktok everybody um uh you know I, it's funny because i was just talking to tony and tony was like after mulling it over i don't like that end credit scene i want new x-men in the mcu and i'm like dude yeah we're, that's inevitable but we're we're clearly working to secret wars we're gonna get the old x-men then that chapter is finally going to be closed after 25 years and then obviously inevitably down the line mcu is going to get their own original versions of the x-men i personally believe that's what i think is happening uh but i want to see kelsey Grimmer again because every time i see him in the, it makes me laugh and i love it what do you guys think i agree with you and i love your kelsey Grimmer impression that's all i have to add <laughs> thank you I, I could see a few of the X-Men cast possibly continuing in their roles as main MCU characters and Kelsey Grammer being one because they made the character CGI. I think these movies would benefit from less visual effects and more practical effects. I know they have the talent there. We saw it how many years ago where they already made a practical beast. I'm for that. But I do think that this, this sort of CGI version of the character allows for Kelsey Grammer to more easily play the role uh going forward but then again you know maybe they do just recast everyone after secret wars who knows i think we we still don't even know what these movies look like if if kang dynasty and secret wars are kind of working in tandem anymore but i think avengers vs x-men is what they're secretly building towards and that is going to call for the original x-men and then eventually a new x-men after that 
with almost entirely, if not entirely, new cast members, but maybe a couple who want to stick around another 15 years. I felt like this was a tease for Deadpool. Yeah. I feel like we're going to see him next year. Like, in, 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 in Jamie's case, she's already seeing him every week because Fraser's <laughs> on Paramount Plus. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't like how old is Kelsey Grammer? Oh, he's in his 60s. Yeah. Oh, man. If he, God bless him, if he wants to get up out of bed every day and be beast at 70 years old, more power to you. That's dope. I, I, I wish I cared. He's about 68. Anything. Wow. So, by the time, yeah. so by the time oh. Secret Wars comes around, he will be in his 70s. Oh my wow. God. I, I was just being funny. I didn't I didn't mean it. <laughs> Dave Batista and Zoe Saldana were like, stop painting us. And they're not 68. So I imagine the CGI is also like Kelsey Grammer's are yeah. gotten to the point where it's like, listen. But I, he he also only did it once for a full movie and then one brief cameo. Like he, he didn't do it for as long as those guys did. Sure, sure. That's true. And yeah. his one full movie sucked. So <laughs> I'm sure for him as an actor, it's like a different muscle that you get to like stretch. So I'm sure like he probably still would do it if it is easy as like, you know, getting in a mocap machine and just getting it done. I want pra- I want more practical stuff. I want practical Spider-Man suits, to be honest with you. But I know I'm picky. I'm annoying. I whine and complain. Shut up, everybody. Practical forever. <laughs> yeah. Somebody make a complete theory. Practical effects, and I'd wear it every day. Like, how how many there. practical suits would you have to make to make one Spider-Man movie if they made seven for each Eternal? How many are you talk about? We well, talk about made, 35? 40. They made seven for each Eternal because they were running out of time. They're supposed to have like 14, apparently. Jesus wow. Christ. Something like that. <laughs> 11 to 14 for each. And then they like cut it close with seven on Eternals. That That is not the usual pace. They were rushing through Eternals on okay. that set. Which Great. was crazy because they ended up not even having to rush because the movie got so, so delayed. But obviously, there was no way to know that. They were trying to hit a deadline. But uh, I'm all for some practical suits, man. Somewhere Graham Churchyard is just like, Jesus, Brandon, try to kill me. <laughs> it's just like 28, 28 Spider-Man suits. So when Tom can't get out of it to pee, he just rips one. He's like, oh, there's another one. Get back to work. Get back to work. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, that's our show today. Thank you so much for hanging with us to talk about Spider-Man, Avengers, the Marvel world of it all. Jenna, any last words for the people? It's at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on social media. As always, go read some comics. Um, Iman Vellani's final issue of her first Miss Marvel miniseries came out this week, um, and they already announced the sequel. So we'd love to see that. Um, and yeah, just go read some comics and tune into our bonus episode on Friday. Jamie Shrek. Uh, yeah, real quick, because we it didn't come up earlier with the WandaVision stuff. I do need to say that in the WandaVision steelbook, there's a deleted scene where Evan Peters is sneakily running behind Wu at, with an ankle monitor on his ankle. And to me, that is confirmation that he is the missing witness. His name is not Ralph Boner, and that is why he laughed at his own name. I feel validated, even if it didn't spell it out. To me, that's what that means, and I'm sticking by it. At Jamie Jirak, follow me on Blazes. Redemption for Ralph Boner, maybe not for me. Aaron, <laughs> it's at Summer Lake Horn on Twitter. Uh, I want to thank everybody for sending through those Spotify raps. It is wild to see people listen to your voice for that long. I would not advise it, but keep them coming <laughs> because you know all the serotonin feels great. Yeah. We will retweet and repost some of them. You know exactly. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for. What has been an incredible 11 months throughout 2023. We got another month left. We got a bonus episode on Friday. Uh, Looking back at an episode from earlier in the year. I won't be there. I'm headed down to Brazil. So if you want to see what I see from CCXP, make sure you follow me on social media. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe to the Phase Zero channel on YouTube. Leave a five-star review. Play our show for your mom. Play it for your dog. And have a wonderful weekend. Bye, everyone.